We're back here on a Sunday night. Uh, Bucks just upset the Saints 30 to 20. Um, first thing I want to talk about really is, and really what everyone else was talking about, is this is probably Breeze's final game. Um, overall, a pretty solid career for the most overrated quarterback of all time. Uh, my initial reactions, at least from you know this specific game for Breeze, was I want to place most of the blame on him for the loss. Um not being able to throw the ball down the field. I don't know if it's a breeze thing or if it's whatever, but it, I mean, if you just watch the game and you kind of just think about it for half a second, you kind of just, it seems like it's a breeze thing that he just doesn't have the arm strength or I don't know what it happens to be. He already, even when it comes to, to short passes, he just doesn't have the zip on it that even, even like Brady has or any quarterback with a solid arm. Uh, so I think, you know, his, he had three interceptions. Uh, all three weren't great. Um, if you want to place the Camara one on Camara, go for it. But regardless, Breeze didn't have a great day. Uh, if Breeze doesn't throw three picks, if that's only one, this game's a completely different game. Uh, even that the, the last pick he threw when it was 30 to 20, they still technically had a chance to at least come back that, that officially made the game over. Uh, I would just, I, I mean, I'm placing most of the blame for the Saints' loss on Breeze. I guess that's where I start. Uh, I thought overall, I mean, I thought the trick play call was a really good was a really good call. It worked out tremendously. That was big for the Saints. Uh, but again, I mean, if you, if your quarterback can't throw the ball downfield, it's going to be very tough for you to win games, especially when you lose the turnover battle. Like, I feel like the Saints they rely on kind of you know, not playing from necessarily ahead, but you can't lose, you can't lose the turnover battle, like four to nothing or whatever it was. You're just not going to win games like that. And I mean, I think you can, you know, at least in the first couple quarters, I was watching this game and I just thought the saints were going to win. I just, to me, they, they seemed to be, just be playing much better. They were, in my opinion, they seemed much more well coached than the bucks did. Um, this was not, I'm not like super high on the bucks after this game. Um, it's mostly just a Saints thing for me. You can't lose a turnover battle. And I mean, what do you think about, about Brees' performance in the Saints loss? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you saying that the Saints look like they had the game, at least the first half they played, it just seemed like they were playing better, even though it was 13-13 at halftime. It seemed like the Saints, the, uh, the, Buc- the Bucks couldn't really do anything offensively. And defensively, they were, you know, they were getting stops, but, they weren't showing anything great in the first half. Um, and it looked like the saints, if they were just able to just do some other stuff offensively, maybe they would have a better chance of scoring. Um, I mean, breeze, he did not look good. I mean, obviously through three picks, I think he threw for 130 yards. Um, it was, it was, it's pretty evident. I mean, I think we can agree that this was his last game. Um, I mean, there were reports before the game that it was his last game, but just from watching it, you could just see. I mean, he can't throw the ball more than like 15 yards down the field. It's, and if he does, it's rather underthrown or it's just to the right, to the left. Like he just doesn't have the accuracy down the field anymore, and he probably hasn't had it for a couple of years now. But it's kind of been uh, covered by having Thomas and having Kamara and Sanders and Cook and Murray, like all these guys that they've had over the years. Uh, where you can just give them to them in the flat or in five yard situations and they can make plays for you. Um, you know, that didn't happen today. Uh, and, you know, he didn't even get sacked, but it felt like there was a lot of pressure on him um, throughout the game. It just felt like the pocket was collapsing. He had to make plays with his arm that, like I just said, he can't really make anymore. So, yeah, no, the second half, the Bucks defense really stepped up. I mean, obviously, you look at the turnovers, they clearly did, but even just in the way that they were playing, they looked like they had way more energy than the Saints did. Um, and yeah, I mean, turnovers are going to win you the game. The two games that the Bucks lost to the Saints earlier this year, they lost a turnover battle. This time they won it. I mean, 4 0, you're almost always going to win a game if you have, if you force four turnovers um, on the other team. So yeah, I thought this was a really good performance from the Bucks defense. Their offense looked, you know, all right. I didn't think it looked great. Um, I think, you know, this, the commentators are saying that this was kind of like a Patriots win with Brady and that the defense is going to make plays when they need to. Um, ben, don't break. The running game is going to make plays when they have to. I thought Ronald Jones and Fournette looked pretty good this game against, I think they were the Saints with the like, first or second best run defense in the league. Um, I thought they looked pretty good. And Brady, he didn't even throw for 200 yards today, but he had two touchdowns. 
Um, they tried some deep shots. It didn't work out, but two, I like them passing touchdowns. He had a rushing touchdown also. But... Yeah, he also had a rushing touchdown. Um, but I thought when they got the ball, I mean, they the three turnovers, I mean, not really counting that last one because it was right at the end of the game and like they just kneeled uh, at the end. But three turnovers and three touchdowns from those turnovers, I mean, that's going to win you the game every single time. So. I mean, I think Brady and the offense did what they had to do when, to win the game. I think they carried out the game plan fine. If Brady throws a pick or if they have a turnover, this game's completely different. Uh, you almost, it's crazy to say, you almost had to win the turnover battle four to nothing to really win this game. If it's anything other than that, the Saints might be walking out of this, out of this game with the win because, I mean, at least in the first half, like we both said, they just played better. I mean, the offense and the Bucks didn't look very good. They couldn't move the ball that well. Uh, Brady started off four for 12 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Fournette and Jones, yes, they played well. Obviously, Jones has been injured with the with the quad injury, uh, and Fournette I thought looked okay. Uh, but he's Fournette, and if you've seen him all year, he just he just lacks that explosiveness, in my opinion. There are many plays where he just probably could have gotten more out of it had he been better. Like if that's obviously if it's like Camara, you're gonna you know be a lot better off. I just it was very evident, you know, watching uh, Fournette versus watching any like top tier, even like good running back i just i'm not a big four net guy uh i thought if ronald jones was healthy that game i mean they'd be a lot better off in the running game um another thing was i mean i tweeted this out was the one thing that this buccaneers offense is missing is a pass catching running back uh it's brady throwing the ball down the field all the time it's just not it's just not his game and a lot of the time he just is a quarterback that'll take what the defense gives him and sometimes not having that elite pass catching running back, like a James white, what Brady's had the past 10 years, he said like, we went from Woodhead to Vereen to white. I mean, having that is huge. Uh, it's just like a security blanket, not having that. I mean, you know, you're not going to change it this year, but in the off season, that'd be something I'd be looking to, to fix there. Uh, for anybody who wants to talk about Taysom Hill, not being active, if that really played in, I mean, I know what your opinion on it, but <laughs> to me, I just, I think you could argue you could argue that you know him being out was helpful. Um, I mean, in terms of like gadget plays, which Taysom Hill usually is kind of that's kind of his thing because he's kind of just a gadget player. Uh, I mean, you already had that with the Winston touchdown, so I, I don't know if this game is any different with Taysom Hill in the game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, solid performance by by Brady and the Bucks. I thought Brady had a good game. Uh, looking at the next week in Lambeau, just on the Bucks, uh, they're going to have to play better to win this game. Unless again, you win the turnover battle four to nothing. Unless you do that, you're going to have to play better. The offense is going to have to play better. Uh, not that they played poorly, but they just, they got to play better. I mean, Godwin, that catch is a catch you probably want to have. Um, if you remember that catch yeah. in the end zone, yeah. um, there was a pass to Gronk in the red zone that Gronk almost had. If Brady's slightly more accurate with that, that's probably a touchdown as well. Uh, you're, you're probably going to have to score at least 30 again in your defense, unless your defense gives you, you know, the field position they gave you today, it's going to be a lot harder than it was uh, this Sunday against the Saints. And they're going into quarterback who could throw the ball. I mean, yeah, they, I mean, they were talking about it during the game. I mean, this, the Bucks secondary was basically just playing press and not really worrying about deep threats because they just knew they weren't going to get beat deep. Um, well, in Ed Lambeau, they're definitely going to get beat. I mean, there's always a couple times during the game where he'll go to Valdez Scandling down the field. Rogers will obviously have Devontae Adams, who's, clearly a much better receiver than Michael Thomas was. I mean, Michael Thomas had zero catches this game, which is, I don't know if that's on his part or on Breeze's part, but for him not to get a catch is... I mean, probably a little bit of both, but... It's probably both, but for him not to get a catch in a playoff game is pretty ridiculous. I mean, I never um, thought he was... I don't know what you thought, but I never thought he was like a top... I don't. I, people said last year he was the best receiver in the league. I was always like, no. Like, yeah, if you want to argue Thomas is top five, sure. Would I agree with that? Probably not. I'd probably have him like top ten. But I mean, yeah, I mean, days like today is where you can clearly see Michael Thomas's talent, pure talent wise is probably not top five, probably not even top 10. If you go off pure talent, I mean, Devonte Adams to me is a clear, better receiver. It's going to be interesting to see what the Bucks game plan is to stop him. Uh, they're just, I mean, whether it's him and he's scandling down the field, I mean, you know, once or twice a game, there's always, he's always going to throw it to scandling down the field. Uh, you know, Aaron Jones, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what the Bucks do, but they're going to have a much better tougher time and the, the young secondary is going to have a much tougher time against Rodgers than it would breeze yeah no definitely and I thought they played pretty well today their secondary um and of course I mean I said this before but Devin White they got him back for this game clearly was the difference maker on defense I mean I think he had 10 tackles uh fumble recovery and then the pick 
he was clearly the difference um, without him. We'll have to see how the game is. Maybe it's different. Maybe it's not, but I think it probably would be different if he wasn't playing. And uh, for him only being in a second year, he's clearly going to be, I mean, it was, he should have been a pro bowler this year. I don't know how he wasn't. He had like 140 tackles and like nine sacks, which is like ridiculous, but um, he's going to be really good just for the future. But um, they're going to need a performance like that from him from JPP, from uh, Shaq Barrett, I, right? I think Shaq Barrett's playing. He may be injured. Um, No, he played. He's playing. He played? Yeah, well, I guess I thought that because he just didn't do anything this game. Yeah. But, um, they're going to need some type of defender or multiple defenders having great performances next week um, because you're right. They're going to have to play better to win in Green Bay next week, and I don't see them f- – you know, causing four turnovers again. Um, I'd be surprised, especially if it came from Rodgers, maybe if like a fumble or two, but I don't really see Rodgers throwing picks. But I mean, I guess we'll see. It's it's supposed to be cold. Um, it doesn't seem like it's going to snow, but it's supposed to be cold and it's always going to be windy. So it's probably going to be like 15 degrees. So, I mean, you know, Brady's used to that environment. Um, obviously the Packers are, but the rest of the Bucks team really isn't. So, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens uh, when they play next week. So you predicted the NFC Championship game. Uh, you actually you predicted both predicted uh, championships. Both, yeah. I went four and zero this week. You haven't gotten a pick wrong, other than the Brown, the Browns, other than the Browns, yeah. which I, mean, uh, I think everyone wants Steelers there. But. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what are your initial? Obviously, you predicted the Packers to win next week, but uh, I mean, do you have any different thoughts today? Or no, um, I would say the defense definitely was better than it was last week against you know Washington. I mean, clearly, but. They're going to have to play this type of defense again in order to have a chance. I just, I mean, I think the Bucks' offense will be will be better. They're playing a worse defense than the Saints' defenses. And obviously it's a team that, you know, is the third time playing. So you kind of know most of the, what they're doing most of the time. All the Packers, they did play them earlier in the season. But again, it was only one time. It was three months ago um, in October. So I think it will be more of an offensive game. This was definitely more of a defensive game until the end a little bit. But it was still mostly a defensive game. Um, so I still see the Packers winning. It didn't, nothing changed my mind in that, um, in both games and we'll get to the Packer game, but, um, I think it would definitely be a closer game uh, definitely more offense scored, but I still see the Packers coming out on top. Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately both offenses are pretty good. Uh, I would say that, I mean, the Packers offense is just better than the, than the Bucks offense right now, unless the Bucks find a way to click, which I mean, they've kind of done, but they still just really haven't, I just don't think they've like full on just I don't I don't know what the word is, but they just haven't gotten to a hundred percent. They've found their groove. Yeah, they really haven't. I mean, it they still had it, feels it was against the Falcons and the Lions. Can't really look too yeah. much into it. It just it still feels like there's just something missing. Like I I, I want to put it on Arians and, and Byron Leftwich and I'm and I and I am. Uh we'll see if it changes at all in Green Bay. I think I think the Bucks, if their defense plays like they did tonight, uh, then they'll probably win. But again, I mean, that relies on you forcing four turnovers and the quarterback gifting you one or two. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, one more thing before we move off the game. I mean, kind of just looking at the Saints, um, it seems like Breeze, Breeze is going to retire. I mean, we kind of talked about that. But um, I think I read something that said they're going to be $90 million over the cap, which I think was uh, the most or the second most. And then the Eagles were either the most or second most. It was one of the two. Um, obviously, Breeze, like I said, he's probably going to retire. Maybe Jameis is the quarterback. Maybe they bring someone in. I'm not really sure. They have a lot of um, big contracts. I mean, Kamara, Thomas, those are big contracts. You have, you have aging players on their defense. So it would be interesting to see what happens to them in the future. I mean, Sean Payton, you know, could he stay? Could he leave? Could he retire? I mean, I wouldn't expect him to, do, to retire or leave, but maybe in a year or two he could. Um, but it would be interesting to see what happens with the Saints. I'd say – unless they bring someone in or Jameis just really steps up his game, you know, it's going to be tough for them to be competing for, you know, NFC championship spots. Yeah. I was looking into that too. Their, their cap situation is really bad and they can, they can rework a bunch of contracts. And I think the best they can get down to is like, is like still like, it's like, it's, it's like 55 over the cap, 55 million there. They're going to be, it's going to be rough for them. Uh, We'll see, you know, if they look to trade older, if Breeze retires, you may just blow it up. Uh, I wouldn't do it. Well, I don't know. It's difficult because, I mean, are the Saints going to win a Super Bowl? It depends who their quarterback is probably. If they have a better quarterback better than Breeze, yes. If they don't, then probably not. Uh, although if you do blow it up, you can probably just say goodbye to Sean Payton. He'll probably just not want to coach anymore, like for the Saints, that is. He'll probably want to leave. Uh, and I'm sure there's there's probably at least 20 
And I said, there's at least 15 teams that would be willing to fire their head coach to bring in Sean Payton probably. Yeah. Now you probably have to do that through trade, I want to say, but even then still, I mean, there'd be teams willing to give up a lot for, for Payton. Uh, we'll move off the uh, Saints and Bucks though. We'll talk about the earlier game today, Chiefs and Browns. Uh, I guess my first reactions were this game was so much closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, now, was it because Mahomes was, you know, out with a concussion? I mean, yeah, it definitely was. Um, but I, at first I was kind of rooting for the chiefs because, you know, I, I picked the chiefs to win this game, but I then realized that, you know, if the chiefs win this, then that's just going to make it only tougher. If I'm a bucks fan, you know, in the super bowl, if they get to the super bowl, that is. So I kind of started to root for the Browns, but to me, I was just, I wasn't, I just never felt like the Browns were going to win the game. I just, it felt like they were kind of lucky to be in the game. Really. Uh, obviously Mahomes getting concussed is a big reason why, uh, the offense to me just didn't really scare me. The Browns offense. Uh, I mean, what were your reactions from the Browns? Well, loss? I thought the Browns actually played pretty well. Um, like, I mean, obviously they only put up 17 points, but I mean, the chiefs only put up 22. So you, you, I mean, you had a chance to win the game. Obviously Mahomes being out for those last couple drives helped because, you know, if he's in for, you know, the, the interception drive, um, then, I mean, they're probably, if they're not getting points or at least, you know, moving, I mean, they're probably getting points on that drive. They're at like the 40 yard line or something like that. And you just do a terrible pass. I don't know what exactly happened on that, but um, yeah, no, I mean, I thought, I mean, I'd like to hear what you say, but like, I, I liked how Baker played. I thought he actually played really well. I mean, he only had 200 yards. He did have an interception, but that was just a great play by uh, Matthew. I thought, I mean, it was, it was over, it was to the other side of the field, but I just, I thought it was a good play from Baker kind of directing, I think it was Jarvis Landry and Matthew just made a great play on that. But I mean, other than that, I thought he played well, you know, they were, he was taking what they were giving him. They weren't really getting stuff down the field. Um, I don't know. I, I liked how he played. I just thought he played smart. He made smart decisions. And I mean, we can talk about what went wrong for them. I think coaching had a big impact on that. I thought Stefanski had a bad game. Um, and most people thought that too. I mean, the challenges, uh, that he did on like the Tyreek play. It was clearly a catch. That was just a waste of a timeout when you're already down a timeout. So uh, that was big because if you, they did get a stop uh, they, towards the end of the game, then you may have had a chance to come back and score, but you know, you were down to one timeout, so you couldn't really stop the clock. Um, and obviously they had the unfortunate, you know, fumble through the end zone <clears throat> for a touchback, which I mean, that was unfortunate because he was probably two inches away from being a touchdown or even just getting out of bounds to the one yard line. And you're scoring a touchdown on that drive. Instead you give Kansas city the ball back and you don't get anything from it. So there was definitely some um, unfortunate things that happened uh, for Cleveland, but I mean, I thought they played pretty well and I thought they played well enough to win the game considering how Kansas city played. So I don't know. I, I really don't look at it. I don't come away looking at it. Like Kansas city played a great game. I think, there's definitely still some trouble there. Now it seems like Mahomes is going to play next week. Um, I don't think it's that big of an issue, but I'm not so impressed by the way Kansas City played. No, I definitely wasn't impressed by the way Kansas City played. I thought Mayfield was okay. I thought he was pretty safe with a lot of his throws. I yeah. If you want to attribute it to coaching or him, I'm, I'm not too exactly sure, but they just it didn't seem like they were willing to risk it for the win. It seemed like they were almost just. I don't, I don't know. They were just very passive. And I, yeah, I mean, not to lose. Yeah. Playing not to lose. I thought Stefanski, I mean, yeah, he had a horrible game. Uh, I mean, to me, this is his prior, but I, I, I don't know that he really, he's going to probably win coach of the year. I don't know that he really deserves it. I don't, I mean, maybe he does deserve it. It's the Browns. Like the storyline is great, but you know, was he the best, was he the best coach of the 2020, 2021 regular season? Uh, to well, me, definitely not. But. I mean, that's not how they look at the award though. I understand, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. I thought Flores had a better year as a coach. I thought, whatever. I thought there were other coaches that had better McDermott. years. McDermott, for sure. You could even argue Tomlin if you really wanted to. I mean, I I don't know that I would agree with it, but yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, I thought he didn't have a great game. Um, I just lost my train of thought. I don't know exactly what I was going to say. But so the Browns. I mean how Mayfield was yeah the, the 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 helmet to helmet play I mean the, everybody on Twitter was complaining about it everyone even you know at the time it was it's clearly not the right call right like it should have been a penalty yeah but it's I mean to me I've always from watching bunches of games it's like everybody knows that that's the rule now whether you agree with it or not I I, I don't doesn't really make too too much sense to me as a rule 
Um, but it's talking about it being a touchback. You mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't make too much sense, but I, it's a, it's the rule. It's happened in multiple games now. Not, not necessarily that with the helmet to helmet, but that is a rule. To me, it's like what I, I'm just gonna, if I'm in that position, it's safer to just take first and goal at the one yard line rather than risking it for the touchdown and risking that type of play. It's happened to the Patriots before against the Jets. Nikhil Harry did the exact same thing. It wasn't a helmet to helmet, but he ended up fumbling the ball into the end zone. It's happened in many games. Uh, it's just unfortunate, really. But again, I mean, if you know it's the rule, it's it's the rule. It's like there's not much you can. It's unfortunate because that kind of, you know, just like the Bears game against the Saints, like that's just, you know, Javon Wims, uh, his dropped pass. Like that's just the play you need to have to have a chance to win the game. Uh, once that happens, I mean, the Browns were definitely still in the game, but I mean, that, that was a huge momentum swinger because the Browns really could have really put the pressure on the Chiefs and really made them start sweating there. It's unfortunate, but yeah. I mean, as far as the Browns are in the future, like I think everyone's, you know, content with the Browns season. Uh, I think Mayfield is probably your guy for the future still, even if you don't believe he's like the most talented quarterback ever. Uh, you're not really looking to make too much changes. You kind of just come back with, around the same roster next year and see what happens. Um, I'm sure it'll be, and... it'll be interesting to see what they do with Odell. I would assume they trade him, but I mean, I, I don't know I mean, how, how much you're getting for Odell off a torn ACL with the attitude problems that he has. I'm not exactly and his contract sure. and his contract. Yeah. I mean, because they're clearly a better team when he's not playing. I mean, it, they just have to be. I mean, when he was, before he got injured, they weren't that great. Mayfield didn't look that great. And then he got injured and they, that's kind of when they took off. So, I mean, I think you'd have to assume that, something's going to have to happen or he's going to have to just not be like a diva like he is. So I don't know. That's good. That'll be interesting to see, but um, I mean, are, do you something else say about the Browns or no? I mean, it's just quick thing on the Odell thing. I mean, he's either, yeah, he's either going to have to stop being a diva or he's probably going to end up what having, what ha ended up happening to Diggs is he's just going to have to get traded to a team that he's actually committed to and wants to play for and have that, you know, he can still be kind of a diva, but if it's more like in the Diggs area, then it's a positive for the team and not the negative where he's just complaining about not getting targets and not getting the ball, but uh, we can move to the, we can move to the Saturday games. Um, we'll start with uh, Baltimore Ravens and Tennessee, uh, sorry, Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo bills. Uh, what were your first reactions from, from that game? Yeah. I mean, I thought this would be the most uh, entertaining game uh, of the weekend. Um, I don't even really think any game was that entertaining. I mean, maybe the Browns Chiefs only because it just, I mean, I thought, right I thought the, the Saints Bucks game was pretty entertaining, but that's just because I probably have more invested in it. Than I'm not yeah. Sure. I mean, it was entertaining, but I don't know. I was kind of like looking, if you're looking for like that shootout game or like that back and forth game, there really wasn't that. Uh, this well, weekend. I, mean, I don't know. There was what, like three lead changes, but. Yeah, but it wasn't like Yeah, it was definitely was not a high scoring offensive game. Yeah, it was more of like a defensive game, which there's no problem with that. But like this was like the Bills Ravens game was kind of like the offensive game, like the high thirties points game, back and forth, Lamar, Josh Allen. I mean, um like I said this last week when we were talking about it, I said the Titans game, I wasn't that impressed with the Ravens. Um, I thought it was a good win that they were able to come back from ten and win, but I wasn't that impressed with them because they only put up 20 points against the Titans defense. That was clearly the worst defense um, that was like in the playoffs. Honestly, they were terrible in the secondary and they really had no pass rush and they only put up 20 points against them. And this week they're playing not a great defense. Just, it was only like, it was a better defense, but not like a great defense, like a saints defense um, or like uh, even like the Ravens defense, honestly. Um, and I mean, we saw Lamar, he did not look good. Um, he even running the ball. I mean, like they had 150 yards on the ground, but it didn't, it didn't really feel like they had 150 yards on the ground. Um, they just didn't seem like they had those explosive runs, those breakout runs. They did have maybe like one or two. I mean, their longest run was 19 yards and that was by the backup quarterback, um, you know, Huntley, I forget what his first name is, uh, Tyler, Tyler Huntley. Huntley. So it was basically just Lamar Jackson 2.0, but um I don't know. I wasn't that impressed with Lamar. He had a pick. Uh, yeah, I think he had a horrible game. I mean, he which, had a bad yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, which that pick, that's the difference between 10-10 and then 17-3. I mean, that was the difference in the game. Yeah, that was because... the game. Uh, I mean, the, the Ravens were driving down the field, down 10-3. to the, the game had been tied 3-3 to at half. The Bills had just scored a touchdown. Lamar and the, and the Ravens offense are looking to, you know, match that touchdown with a touchdown, and they're on the goal line, and Lamar throws a pick six. It was a 101-yard return. 
but I forget who, who it was, but Teron um, Johnson. Yeah. And I mean, that was, that was basically the game. I mean, that that's where the game was and over. I mean, obviously the Ravens still had a chance to come back, but after that, you know, that was the only drive where the Ravens offense really showed any competency. Uh, I don't know who you want to put it on. Uh, personally, I'm going to put it on Lamar. I mean, he's the quarterback of the, of the team. He's going to have to develop. I mean, he's going to have to get better as a thrower. He's going to have to get better mentally. He's, you just can't rely on, again, I know, I know last week against the Titans, he technically came back and I would just, I'm just going to say that, you know, not only did he not play like, you know, exceptionally, exceptionally well in that game, like he didn't have like an insane game. He played well, but I would say that's, that's probably going to be more of the exception to the rule when it comes to Lamar's playoff games and regular season two, if you want to lump that in, he's going to have to, he still looks like he has to play from ahead and he has to be comfortable if, if he's not comfortable, kind of like Goff, and not that they're the same player, but if, if he's not comfortable, he's going to have a really bad game, and, and you can clearly see that he has got many, many issues as a quarterback. Uh, now, where do you go from from this if you're the Ravens? I mean, you can't blow the team up. You, you, you kind of just have to come back next year and, and see how Jackson develops. You, you definitely want to get a receiver. I mean, the Ravens have had receiver, receiver issues as far as I can remember back to 20 back since, you know, after their Super Bowl win, really uh, when they had, I think they had like Bolden and, and Torrey Smith and a couple other guys, but ever since then it's been, you know, they had Steve Smith for a few years, but other than that, I mean, you know, you hoped Marquise Brown would have been better. He's, he didn't have a great year. Uh, he's looking like, you know, there, there were better wide receivers in that class taken for sure. You definitely want to get a wide receiver in the offseason. We'll see where this Ravens team is. I still think their roster is very great, and they can, if Lamar Jackson improves as well with more weapons, I mean, they're going to be back here looking to get to the champ conference championship again. Looking at the Bills, I mean, I didn't think Allen had an MVP-type day, but, you know, they did what they had to do to get it done. Uh, basically Josh Allen had the drive after the half and Lamar didn't Lamar threw the pick six. That's basically the reason why the bills ended up winning the game. It was more of a defensive game, which I don't think people necessarily expected. I was expecting a little bit more of a high scoring game. Uh, but I mean, Allen did what he had to do to win. He's already kind of proven me wrong in terms of the regular season now in the postseason. I didn't expect him to have be consistent enough to pull off multiple play uh, playoff wins. He's done it. So, you know, we'll see what happens in the conference championship. I still am going to go with KC's assuming Mahomes plays, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, if Mahomes, if Allen can play well in that game, I mean, they have a really good chance. And they've, they've even though they, the Bills didn't have an exceptional offensive day, the Bills have still looked better than the Chiefs have this postseason. So, yeah, I think the scary thing is that Allen really really hasn't had a great performance in these last two games. I mean, he's made plays when he's had to, but he hasn't had, like, if you look at the last couple of weeks of the season when he was stoned for, like, four touchdowns every game, 300-plus yards. He hasn't done that, um, and they're still winning games. Now you could say their defense won this game, which I'd probably agree with, but Allen did have the drives when they need to make the drives, and that's the way you win the game, and, and you have to have those long drives, get touchdowns from them, or at least get points. I mean, both teams missed two field goals each, so you can't really say, like – I mean, I was definitely surprised when Tucker missed two field goals. I mean, I, I, I mean Al Michaels know. literally just uh, – yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's happened – I, I, Justin, it happened to Tucker uh, at that Saints game. I yeah. forget who was commentating that. I think it was Al Michaels too, but um, I might be wrong on that. It, I, I think, think it was a been, night game. I'm pretty sure it was a night game. I don't know if it was might have been Thursday night, but it may have been yeah, it may have been Nance. Um, but yeah, I I remember I was watching and I was listening. And I'm like, I'm like, if he misses this, it's because of that. And then he missed the next one also, both against the upright. Um, that's surprising to see. I mean, obviously he's like it's probably the greatest kicker. I mean, he's one of the greatest kickers of all time. I mean, I didn't watch he's like, one, he's he's two at least, if not one. I mean, you can easily argue yeah. he's better than Vinatieri who most people would probably I mean, have like, one, but I would say Vinatieri only because of the clutchness, but yeah, statistically but in those spots while Tucker, I mean, he hasn't been in those spots. So it's hard to you know fault him for that, but, um, but I mean, the bill, you could argue, you could argue that was one of those spots, but well, you could kind of argue it. Yeah, but it's not a Super Bowl, you know, no. Vinatieri won like three Super Bowls, something like that. So, um, I mean, Vinatieri's best kicks were, uh, in the, in the snow game against the Raiders in 2001, for sure, in my opinion, but, I mean, I don't know. If you go back, I mean, those kicks were, but uh, anyways, kickers yeah. don't even but, really matter. But, but yeah, I mean, they both they both missed two field goals, so you can't say that for either way. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, the Ravens, they just didn't look impressive. I, I really wasn't impressed with them. Like I said, I just thought the people, it seemed like they were getting a lot of the hype coming into the week, coming into the game. I think people were looking too much into that Titans win and not realizing, uh, not realizing that the Titans really just weren't that great of a team. If you stop Henry, you basically stop their offense and their defense isn't great. So I thought they should put up more points against the Titans. I thought they should have been more impressive against the Titans. They weren't coming to this game. I thought the Bills, I thought it would be a great game. It really wasn't, but I thought it would, and the Bills would win. Uh, I thought the Bills' defense played really good. If they could play like this next week, which they probably won't, but if they could just somewhat match it, like 70%, I think Allen's going to have a really good game against Kansas City next week. And, I mean, again, I picked Buffalo to win that game, and – there's nothing again. There's nothing like the NFC. There's nothing that's telling me not to st- uh, to stick with Buffalo. Kansas City didn't look great, and Buffalo they didn't look great either. But I think that they looked better than Kansas City did. So I'm still sticking with Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, my again, I'm sticking with KC. I just to me, they're just they're the world champs. It's tough for me to bet against Mahomes. He's just in that level for me, and I, I'm still able to bet against Allen. Uh, we'll talk about the last game though. Um, of the divisional round. It was uh, Packers and Rams. Uh, obviously my, my Rams pick didn't look all that, all that good. Uh, I mean, off the bat, I mean, the Packers really just controlled the game the whole time. The Rams, I mean, they had chances. I mean, they had many chances, but at the end of the day, throughout the whole game, there was at no point where anybody was really thinking, you know, the Rams are going to come back and they're going to win this game. It just, the offense Rams offense was not that great. And I mean, the Packers are just better in all, in all phases, really. I just, it wasn't a very close game. Uh, I think most people thought it wouldn't be too close. The Packers were just the better team, better offensively. Uh, obviously, I mean, defensively, the Rams are still better, but I mean, Donald did not have, you know, didn't have his day, you know, attributed to whatever you want. Uh, Ramsey didn't have a shutdown corner day or whatever you want to call it. He didn't have like his Richard Sherman and the NFC conference championship type of game or anything like that, but well, I mean, Adams did score a touchdown, but it technically wasn't on Ramsey. I mean, the slot corner. Is I'm not to go saying outside. Ramsey got. I'm not saying Ramsey. No, got no. Cooked. But just... it's not like Adams had a great game. I think he had nine catches for 66 yards or eight catches, something like that. So I mean, I mean, I didn't, I didn't Adams even bring up Adams, game. but I just whatever. yeah, yeah, no. But um, I th- I thought there was there was two drives that that killed the Rams. I think they were actually in the game. I mean, it was six. So with the Rams with three minutes left, they get a touchdown to make it 16-10 before the half. And I mean, obviously you have Rogers, so it's hard. You give him three minutes at the end of a half. He's most likely going to go down and score. They get a field goal. Um, or actually it was, uh, it wasn't even three minutes. It was 29 seconds. Sorry. It was they 29 seconds to the Packers did at the end of the half to go down and get points. They got a field goal that made it 1910. And then first uh, possession of the second half, the Packers have it, they get down and score a touchdown. So it went from a 16, 10 game, most likely heading at the half with 29 seconds left to then being a 25, 10 game. I mean, that's where the game is over. You know, you're, you can't expect golf to get two touchdowns. And even though the Rams have a great defense, you can't expect them not to hold the Packers at zero points for like a whole quarter, quarter and a half until you can get those two touchdowns. So once that happened, the game was over. It was probably going to be over no matter what. The Packers are just clearly the better team, better offense. Obviously, their defense isn't as good, but their offense was way better than the Rams' offense. Um, and, yeah, I thought after after that uh, touchdown drive to start the second half, I thought the game was over. Yeah, I think Goff overall, I mean, Goff played well enough to win the game, I would say, like according to their game plan, I yeah. would say. Uh, you know, if you're – if you're looking at the Rams, the only way you were going to win this game was probably if you hold the Packers to around 20, uh, they let up, I think was 32 points. Um, 32, yeah. Not that they had a horrible, horrible game, but I mean, the Rams defense just did not play like the number one defense. They didn't play dominant enough to, to really give the Rams offense a chance to win that game. I mean, Goff played more than well enough considering his injury as well. Uh, yeah, he looked a lot better. I mean, he was 21 to 27. He just like just seeing him throw the ball. I thought he'd struggle because I mean, even though he had a week to recover, I mean, being in the cold that can only make your thumb worse, I'd say. But I thought he looked pretty good. He was making accurate throws. Um, but I think Donald being injured, I think it was clearly a way more serious injury than they were letting on because he he just didn't have it at all. I mean, he was taking plays off, which I mean, I'm not gonna fault him for it. I mean, he's clearly injured, but him not being a hundred percent. Is it a different game if he's 100%? Maybe, you know, maybe not. I would still say the Packers would win, but I, 
I'd be surprised if he's 100% healthy and he doesn't make an impact with a sack or more pressure or something like that on Rodgers. Yeah. Because, you know, he had a pretty easy day. He didn't get sacked uh, once Rodgers did. You know, he had time in the pocket. So, yeah, I mean, I think Donald being injured was definitely a, a bigger factor than at least the Rams were letting on. Yeah, for that game to be different, Donald would have, you know, obviously had to have been healthy and probably had like a three-sack all-time great performance day that really solidifies Donald's like legacy. He'd have to have that type of game. And, you know, he probably would not have had that type of game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, NFC Championship game, going to be Packers and Bucks. I'm going with the Bucks still. I mean, I'm still – I won't officially predict it, but right now I'm feeling Bucks. And, you know, is there anything – is there any reason for that other than like I'm a Brady fan and a Bucks fan right now? Uh, not really, but I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but I mean, yeah, we, we can talk about the head coaches situation and you know, who was hired and stuff. Yeah. So there have been, so there were seven openings uh, after the, or I guess now there was, there were seven openings um, after the regular season uh, being the Chargers, Jaguars, Falcons, Jets, Lions, Texans, and Eagles. So today it was announced that the Chargers hired Brandon Staley, who was the defensive coordinator for the Rams. I thought it was a pretty surprising hire. Um, I thought they were going to go with Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator for the Bills. They kind of seemed linked to each other. It kind of made the most sense. I mean, Dable with Allen, you saw the improvement from last year to this year. You know, you have Herbert, who was really good this year. You get him with a guy like Dable, you'd assume that he'd just even be better, just more efficient, better decisions, stuff like that. So they went Staley, a defensive guy. Um, you know, we'll see how it is. They kind of went from a defensive guy in Anthony Lynn. So we'll see. I mean, Staley, I mean, he wasn't even – he was a linebacker's coach until, 20, until this year. So I guess we'll see how it works out. Um, I mean, do you have any thoughts about them going with Staley over Brian Dable? I mean, initial reactions, you know, I would have assumed they would go with an offensive guy. I mean, Dayball was, he was looking like he was probably going to be the coach. Uh, I forget who tweeted it, but it seems like the Chargers hired uh, Staley basically because they liked his plan with Herbert in the future. Obviously, you know, the number one thing about the Chargers is what are you going to do about Herbert and, you know, what situation are you going to put him into? How are you going to make him succeed? Uh, if the Chargers trust him with that, you know, I'll say that was a fine hire. Um, we'll see what happens. There's really just no way to know. Uh, obviously, he was the Rams defensive coordinator, and the Rams probably had the best defense in the regular season. So that's – there's just not too much I can read into it other than that. Uh, if he has a good plan for Herbert and if he's going to be a good defensive guy, then it makes sense. You have Herbert on the offense and, and Staley on the defense. Uh, lately, it's been more of like – when it comes to young quarterbacks, at least, it's more of like a – teams have done you know pair the pair the young quarterback with the young offensive minded coach the Kingsbury the McVay yeah that type of guy but you know I mean it doesn't have to be like that we'll see what happens um Herbert has to take another jump this year for me to really like that higher if Herbert doesn't take another jump or at least if he gets worse then I'll definitely be questioning the Staley hire but uh, I expect Herbert to get better I expect the defense to be a lot better I, I mean, you know, I'm not going to officially predict anything, but I would definitely not be too, too surprised if this Chargers team was a playoff team. They definitely have the talent to at least be a wildcard team. Probably they don't have the talent to win the division, at least not right now at this specific moment. They're not going to beat the Chiefs, but they should be a wildcard team. Like they should probably have a better record than the Dolphins. They should probably have a better record than the Colts, assuming they don't get a top 10 quarterback in Carson Wentz, who plays like a top 10 quarterback. Uh, they should probably be better than a lot of those teams. So again, we'll see what happens, but uh, I overall like the higher. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It'll be inter interesting to see who his OC will be. Um, if it's someone from the Rams or someone, you know, he's only been in the NFL since 2017. So it'd be interesting to see what relationships he's had. But um, we talked about the Jaguars. They got urban Meyer. Uh, I don't think they've announced an offensive coordinator. I heard maybe Scott Linehan, who, I mean, I know very well being the Cowboys offensive coordinator, that would be, I mean, they could hire him, but he's not a good offensive coordinator, at least from the last time that he was the OC for us. He's just, he's very predictable. Um, he doesn't, he's not creative at all. Um, he just didn't seem like he was a great manager with the talent that he had. I mean, the year is last year, 2018. I mean, we had, I mean, we had a lot of talent on that team on the offensive side of the ball, and he just never seemed to be able to do anything with us. So, I mean, he was at the college level last year, so maybe he picked up a thing or two, but, I mean, it's not official yet and it may not even be him, so I guess we'll see. 
Um, <clears throat> the Falcons, they hired Arthur Smith, who was the OC at the Titans. Um, he's kind of the guy who was, you know, credited for the Derrick Henry offense and then Tannehill improving and getting better. So, I mean, that was announced, I think, a couple of days ago. So we didn't get to talk about it yet. But, I mean, what do you think about Arthur Smith going to the Falcons? Again, I mean, with these with these coach hires, it's really just tough to exactly get a read on it. But um, it it all depends on what Smith wants to do with the Falcons roster or slash what the Falcons want Smith to do with the roster. Are they going to stick with Matt Ryan? I'm not sure. Do they want to do – do they want Matt Ryan to be the Brian Tannehill? Like, I'm not exactly sure what they want to do. Are they planning to blow things up? Uh, I'm not. I'm not too sure what they're going to do. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason, really, but – if they kind of do continue with the same type of team, AKA like the Matt, if they keep Ryan, if they have Julio and they try to build off of this year and stick with the same core, I'm um, overall, I mean, roster wise, I, I don't know how to feel about it, but we'll see how he does. Um, I thought in Tennessee, he did pretty well with the talent he was given. I mean, people don't really remember, but I mean, before really last year you know only these past two years henry has been really an elite elite running back before yeah. that he had n- numerous years in the nfl like uh, not numerous but he had been in the nfl before the past two seasons and yeah, he was he not an in, elite running back he came in in 2016 so yeah he was that the same year that was not that was that a year later than ezekiel Elliott. it was the same, same year, he, same went, year? he was in the second round he was behind so, demarco murray for like a year or two and then he became the starter I mean, there were plenty of years where he was like, yeah, I mean, he was like a 70, he was like an 80 overall running back. And I mean, whatever you want to, whatever, but he, I don't know if, I don't know who you want to attribute that to, but again, I mean, we'll see like if, if Smith for somehow, you know, you know, reignites Todd Gurley into a, a top five running back again, I think he's done. No, I agree, but I, I, I don't know. I'm just thinking about what Smith would be able to do. I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure how what he's planning to do. If he's going to try to have the, around the same offense where it's a, a, a run the ball offense, have Ryan, Matt Ryan, be that game manager type of guy, but he can make the throws when he has to. Julio Jones can make the plays when he has to. We'll see, but you know it's hard to really assess assess anything. Yeah, I mean, assuming they keep you know Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. Um, I mean, they have a good offense. I mean, you can't say that they don't with Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Um, even like Russell Gage was actually pretty good this year. Uh, maybe that's just Julio wasn't playing, but um, assuming they keep him, I think their offense will be fine. I mean, it's, their defense is the biggest problem. They have no defense, and it'd be hard to fix that up in one year unless they have a great draft and maybe get a couple of free agents, like small guys that they can get who just uh, you know kind of overperform. But even still, I don't really see them being like a playoff team or anything. They're in a tough division. Even if you know Breeze retires and the Saints maybe fall a little bit, they'll still probably be a playoff team, assuming who their quarterback is is you know, a good quarterback or at least someone who could lead their team, but they'll still be a good team no matter what I would say. So, yeah, I mean, I don't see him making the playoffs next year or anything like that, unless, you know, Matt Ryan just has a crazy year and he's just like unstoppable, but um, and their defense is like average, but I, I mean, I think it's a good hire. I mean, again, you'll have to see what happens. Uh, I think it more falls on the defense than what the offense does. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, it usually seems like head coaches have two years. And then after two years, if you haven't improved, you're probably gone. Um, so I guess we'll have to check back in like a year or two. Um, the Jets, they got Robert Sala, who was the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. They had the number one defense last year. This year, I think they were number five uh, in defense, maybe number four with, I mean, Bosa out, Thomas out, Solomon Thomas, Richard Sherman, um, they were missing, I think, like D Ford, I think, was out uh, two. I mean, they were missing a lot of guys on defense. And you had just traded uh, the guy to the Colts, what's his name? DeForest, DeForest Buckner. Buckner. They traded him, who was yeah. really good. That was, you know, I mean, I know they drafted uh, Javon Kinlaw with that pick, but DeForest Buckner is really good. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a really good hire. I mean, look, he's a defensive guy, and most people want an offensive guy for the Jets. You know, if they were going to keep Darnold, which does seem like they are going to do, or if they were going to draft Fields or maybe trade for Deshaun Watson, which we'll get into when we talk about the Texans. But, um, I mean, everyone, it seemed like they actually made a right decision. I mean, everyone was congratulating them on a right decision on the head coach, which I think they haven't had that in, you know, eight years, whenever, you know, probably when like Rex Ryan was uh, hired to be their head coach, even then. So, I think it's a good hire. Um, he's like a really good leader of men, which everyone talks about. He's great energy, which Gase didn't have. 
Um, you know, Gase never even wanted to talk to the media. He wasn't that type of guy, which, I mean, I'm not saying that was bad or good, but didn't you know, fit New York. For sure. It didn't fit New York. And to have a guy with a lot of energy, someone who likes to talk, so, likes to have the cameras on him, not in a bad way, in a good way, and likes to, you know, um, rile up, you know, the defense. And you could probably do that for the offense if he has to. So I think it's a good hire. He's, he's not just going to be a defensive guy. He's going to be a guy who could work both sides, but clearly he's going to be more defensive and offensive. But I think it's a really good hire. Yeah, I mean, I think the Jets need somebody or needed somebody that was able to change their culture, like for good. Uh, I mean, Gase was clearly not that guy. I mean, just from the opening press conference, he's like, his eyes are looking in two different directions. He's like hunched. He's just, he was a horrible press conference. It was like a meme. Uh, I mean, not that it necessarily has anything to do with coaching, but I mean, in New York, especially, it's just like, if you can't set that culture and with the Jets having a horrible culture as of recently, ever since really the Rex Ryan prime days with Revis, it's, you need somebody like Sala to change the culture, hopefully uh, on field in terms of X's and O's, we'll see. Um, the defense, I'm not going to, I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure the defense will improve. I'm sure it'll be at least an average defense. Uh, we'll see. And talent wise, and they don't, we'll see what they're, what they're working with in the off season, but offensively, that's really more where I'm worried. Uh, is Sala B going to be able to really do anything offensively? Uh, we'll see. I mean, if I'm going to assume they keep Darnold, I'm going to assume they don't trade for, for Watson. I'm just going to assume that for, for this, for now, uh, they're going to have to develop somehow. I mean, I, I don't know if Sala is really going to do too much. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. I mean, they need it. They need talent. I mean, their receivers who would, who were the receivers this year? It was like Berrios and well, they have Denzel Mims, who's who's a pretty good rookie this year. He's just injured. They have Prashad Perriman, Jamison Crowder. You know, I mean, decent guys. Mims seems like he'd yeah. actually be a pretty good receiver, but I mean, the other guys are you know, Prashad Perriman's like a slot guy, deep guy. Crowder's you know, like a guy who can just get like ten catches for like hundred yards, like one of those guys. I mean, they um, kind of have a bunch of like number three, number fours, which is bad. Yeah, I think I think Mims can actually turn out to be a pretty good receiver, but. I mean, you're right. They really don't have any offensive weapons. I mean, running back, they have P. Ryan, who they, I think they took last year in the draft, but he doesn't seem like anything special so far. So they definitely need weapons. Um, but I think, I mean, it does seem like they're going to keep Darnold, and they have two first-round picks this year and two first-round picks next year. So if they're not going to trade for Watson, which, let's again, let's assume they're not going to trade for him, you, I mean, look, they have the number two pick this year. They could rather trade back still be in the top 10, but trade back and just get even more draft capital that they can use on players, whether it's on the offensive side or even defensive side, there are, they are lacking on the defensive side of the ball too, but they should definitely worry about the offensive side first. But even if they stick with that number two pick, you could take the tackle from uh, Oregon. So that means you have uh, Becton on the left side and then uh, Penny Sewell on the right side. That's the tackles name. I mean, those are p- two pretty good offensive tackles to start, like the foundation of your offensive line with, I'd say. So you could do that. You could trade back, maybe take Devonta Smith, you know, maybe you trade back three or four picks. You take him with like the sixth pick or something like that. You could do that also get him a weapon. I think there's many things they could do. And they, I mean, he's bringing Mike LaFleur, who's Matt LaFleur's brother to be the offensive coordinator. He's like a Kyle Shanahan guy. So they're probably gonna have like a West coast offense, which I would say probably helps Sam Darnold. I mean, I'm a Sam Darnold fan. I don't know if you are, but I, I, think- I, would, I would say I am. I, think I still think there's a chance. I still think there's a chance he might be the best quarterback from that draft class. Well, I'd say Allen is, but I still um, think there's a chance Donald might be in three years. When we look he, back on it, I, I might we might say unless he like best. drastically improves. Well, I, obviously, maybe. yeah. But well, that's yeah, what I'm I think, saying. I think there's I think a chance Allen's, that that happens. I mean, Allen's playing at an MVP level for a whole season. I mean, obviously Jackson won one, but I, I think we can all agree that Allen's the better quarterback than Jackson is. So it had to take a lot for Darnold to become one of those guys. But um, I think, I think I'll have a pretty good uh, year this year. Again, depending on what they do with the draft. I think, I think this is a really big draft for them to see what they could do. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I will say is I would really like to see Donald get a weapon. uh, Even if he's not good, just to find out that he's not the guy. Cause I mean, he really hasn't had anything to work with other than like a game of Le'Veon Bell. Um, If that, not really. Um, I'd like to see him have some weapons so I can at least say like, you know, I, I can at least get rid of the excuse that, you know, Donald hasn't had anything to work with. Uh, we've clearly seen moments of potential with Donald. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd like to find out whether or not he's the quarterback of the future soon, because you can't just be going year to year, you know, wondering if he's the guy and then losing it on the potential to draft a, a guy in the top five. Uh, so, you know, this is definitely his last year to see if he's uh 
going to be the quarterback for the Jets. Um, all right, moving on. So the, the Lions also news today, I guess after the game tonight, they hired Dan Campbell, who was kind of like the linebackers coach. who's kind of like an all defensive kind of assistant defensive head coach kind of guy for the Saints. He was an interim head coach for the Dolphins a couple of years back. He's, you know, he's been around uh, the league for a while. He played in the league. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, again, I'm not so familiar with him, but he's kind of like a culture guy, kind of like Sala. He's going to be like a guy who can lead men and also just bring a presence into the Lions, which they thought they were getting with Patricia. But again, he tried to kind of copy Belichick, which obviously didn't work. So they're hoping that this works better, kind of like someone who's on his own, not trying to copy someone else. So I think it, this is kind of like a bridge coach probably to like the next guy for the Lions. This guy can like build the foundation up and then they get the actual next head coach. So, I mean, I can't look too much into it because the Lions aren't a good team. seems like they're probably going to move on from Stafford. So they're going to be in a complete rebuild, I'd say. Um, so, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens with them. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what it feels like to me too. They, they're not getting any prio on top head coaches. So, you know, take what you can get, hit the reset button if Campbell shows potential, awesome. He's your guy. If not, then you get rid of him. Once you've kind of established some picks and some potential, then you get the real guy in there, ideally with your quarterback of the future and see what you can do from there. But yeah, I mean, we'll really, we'll see. Uh, I would expect Campbell to be fired in two years though. That's just my personal opinion, but we'll see. <laughs> I wouldn't, I'd give him more than two years. I'd say three to four years, I'd say. I think, I mean, look, he's going to be given a terrible team. So it's going to be hard for him to actually win games, but I think he'll be a good coach to build the foundation up but he, I, mean, I, mean, I think he'll, he'll be the coach that that you know probably you know he has nothing to work with so they're going to go three and 13 four and 12 two and 14 something like that five wins uh and eventually you know after one or two years they're gonna be at a spot where they can take their quarterback or who they think is their quarterback at pick one through five probably and they're gonna think to themselves you know do we want to give this guy campbell who we don't even know anything about really like we don't know if he's our coach of the future who most likely will get end up getting fired the next year or we like to pair up you know our rookie head coach with our rookie not well not necessarily rookie head coach but our our first year head coach with our rookie quarterback i think ideally you'd rather have them you know come together uh, rather than it being like what mayfield had you'd ideally like to do what, what the Cardinals did, which was, you know, start Murray with Kingsbury and kind of build that from the ground. But I mean, from the ground up, but we'll see. Uh, it's just too hard to read into, but. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we agree with that, but um, I guess, I guess that's up to the lines, but so the two teams that don't have a head coach so far, the Texans and the Eagles. Um, I mean, do you want to start with the Texans or do you want to start with the Eagles? We'll start Texans. I mean, I don't know why anybody would be dying to get the Texans job. Obviously, it's a it's a head coach in the NFL position. So if you're a great head coach, you'll be able to do uh, anything with at least something, you know. But there's really not much to live about the Texans. Uh, the Texans job, you're not keeping Watson like 99% at this point, 95%. It looks like you're trading him. So without Watson, there's really nothing to look forward to. Uh, your draft capital is not great. You're not... Yeah, I mean, your draft capital is not great and you don't have a quarterback. Those are the really, those are the two things, two reasons why you'd love to coach a team, really. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully they get a, co a coach that they like, but I'm, you know, it seems like they're going to be a team that hits the reset button as well. Um, I, I guess I'll quickly talk about the Eagles. I'm assuming you don't have too much to say about the Texans, but Eagles as well. I'll let you go, but I'll let you go for the Texans. I'll let you go for the Texans. Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of just repeating your situation. I mean, I, I saw something today that said like they're the most, undesirable job in the nfl i mean you're right it's a job it's a head coaching job but i mean you're probably not gonna have your quarterback you if you're defense if you're a hot coach like a sala or a day ball you're waiting the extra year rather than taking the job if that was your like only position to take is what i'm saying like yeah like they were saying like like a lot of people have been talking about how the enemy hasn't had a job yet and it probably doesn't seem like he's gonna get the eagle or the texans job but they were saying like if they if they gave him the Texans job, like would he even accept it? I mean, like of course he'd accept it, but I don't. I mean, I don't think he would. I, I, mean, I, I think I he would. To be, in order to be a coach in the NFL, and everyone knows that he'd be in a tough situation. But also, Watson did say he want he did want the enemy as his head coach. I mean, are they going to hire him just because Watson wants him? No. But... If that makes Watson stay, then probably. no, they they wouldn't do that. They, if that hire, makes you don't if... hire a head coach just because your quarterback wants him, that you wouldn't do that. No, no. you would. There are no, teams you, that wouldn't have done that. For someone 
maybe for like a Brady or like a Rogers, maybe, but even but though Watson's even, arguably better than those, even though Watson's not, maybe great, not Rogers, but, but even though Watson's great, it's not like a coach. It's not like a Brady or a Rogers where like, you know, like get me this guy. I know we'll work. And I know that we can lead to a championship. Like, obviously that's not going to happen with Watson and the Texans. So they're not going to do that for Watson. If they hire him, it's because they just like him, not because they're hiding him for Watson. But anyways, I think he'd definitely take the job. I just don't see how you wouldn't take the job, especially because these last couple times and even this year, he hasn't gotten a job yet. So, like, you can't just say, oh, wait till next year, we'll get the job. I mean, clearly that just hasn't happened. So, um, I'd say if he gets uh, – if they hand him over the invitation for the job, I'd say he takes it. I mean, again, I'd be surprised if he wouldn't take it. But, yeah, I mean – Who's going to take that job? I have no clue. It it will be interesting to see who they hire. I mean, I agree with you on the Brady and Rogers thing to an extent, but I mean, I'm still, I don't quickly, but yeah, I mean, I still think there's a chance that if he's offered the job, he doesn't take it. McDaniels did the same thing. And I know that, you know, he already had a head coaching job. So he was kind of looking for the thing and it didn't ultimately necessarily work out because he kind of passed on too many years. And there's to the point where after this year, now it's like, he's not a hot candidate anymore because the offense wasn't great. But anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as the Eagles are concerned, uh again it's a somewhat undesirable job now it's a great franchise i would say the eagles are a pretty reputable franchise much more than the texans or the jags but they look like they're a team that's aging and they're getting close to having to hit that reset button you don't have a quarterback or you don't know that you have a quarterback uh aging pieces for the most part the offense doesn't look great the defense again is aging uh so it's kind of a team that you know if you get hired as the eagles head coach it's you're probably going to end up hitting the reset button. And that means you'll probably end up dealing with a bunch of not great stuff. And if you, maybe, maybe you don't hit the reset button and maybe, you know, you have some pieces, but then again, you're not winning a Super Bowl with that team. So in terms of competing for Super Bowls, it's not that great of a job either, in my opinion. I mean, what do you, what do you think really? Well, I think, I don't think they're going to hit the reset button. I think Wentz is going to be their quarterback for next year. Uh, I think the only, I think the person, I think them firing Peterson was just them choosing Wentz over Peterson to be in Philly. Um, so like, I think Wentz will be the starting quarterback next year. I mean, if he comes into camp and he's just terrible and like hurts outplays him or something, then, I mean, yeah, it could be different, but I would say right now Wentz is their starting quarterback for next year. So again, I don't even know who they're going to hire. They've been interviewing a lot of people. It doesn't really seem like any of them are like the head coach that you would think. I mean, I guess unless they just hire someone, like I would be, I would be surprised if like Bienemy or Dable or even like Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator for the uh, Panthers, he's been talked about a lot. I'd be surprised if any of them took that job. It just seems like, it just seems like that's not the right, that's not the right situation for them. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see who they do hire. I'd assume they go with an offensive guy, like to fit with Wentz. Um, I like I just, I'm just not really sure who's out there, but you're right. Like their defense is aging. Uh, they're definitely not going to be like a Super Bowl contender. Uh, definitely not, unless you know they just have a great draft and or something like that. But um, yeah, they really basically only have Wentz, and right now he's kind of a question mark because of how he played last year. But yeah, it would be interesting. I mean, I've been saying this a lot for these teams, but it would definitely be interesting to see who they hire. What do you think? I mean, would you, if you're in that spot, do you keep Wentz or do you keep, you know, not necessarily Peterson, but do you keep him or do you move on? I mean, what do you, what's your, well, I think them firing Peterson was, I think like Wentz probably said, like, you know, if you fire Peterson, like I'm here to stay, like, I'm not going to be talking about trying to trade me. So, well, I think it was the other way around. I thought it was, I thought it was, you know, they entered, they talked to Peterson. I thought it was probably Peterson, you know, giving his plan. And he was probably saying, you know, I think it's time we move off Wentz. He's just not fitting in with me specifically in the team. And the Eagles well, yeah, ownership probably saying, said, well, but you said, well, anyways, we agree, but yeah, I mean, but I like, think. Yeah. Yeah. But like the thing was like, I think Peterson, like he just didn't like Wentz. I think he just lost faith in Wentz after like the Super Bowl. Like he didn't win it with Wentz. He won it with Nick Foles. I think he probably thought he was the guy and Wentz wasn't fitting with what he wanted to do. So he wanted to move off Wentz. Obviously, when you pay him that much money, if he didn't have that contract, they'd probably move off Wentz if they thought Peterson was the right coach. But when you pay a guy that much money, it's kind of hard to just move off him because of a coach who was there who's – he's made the playoffs, but really, I mean, they haven't been great. So um, obviously since that Super Bowl. So I don't know. I'd, I'd say I'd say Wentz is definitely their quarterback for next year. Yeah, it's looking like that. I mean, do you like that call or no? 
I mean, I guess we'll see who they hire. Um, again, I don't know really who's out there. I mean, I know, I think they did, they interviewed with um, Keller Moore, the OC for the Cowboys. I don't think he's going to be the head coach for them, but I think they did interview with Josh McDaniels. They did. they did. They did. I don't think they'll hire him. So, like, I'm not, I'm not just not exactly sure who they'd hire. Like, I'm just not sure who's out there. Again, I don't think Dable, Biennemi, Joe Brady is going to take that job. So, I don't know. It, I just don't really know who's out there. Yeah, they interviewed another Patriots guy. I forget specifically who it was, but uh, they've entered. They oh, Gerard Mayo. They interviewed Gerard Mayo, uh, which is crazy to me. I mean, he was Gerard Mayo. You remember Gerard Mayo? He's I mean, a linebacker. Yeah. yeah, which is to me is crazy because he's barely been a coach on on the Patriots roster only for you know a few years at this point. But we'll we'll see. I mean, ultimately, you know, if I'm in that spot, if I'm in that Eagles owner spot, I would probably make that call too. I still think Wentz is you know going to be a top fifteen at least quarterback in the NFL next year. Uh, assuming you know everything around him is like semi-competent well what uh, are they going to do with their they have a six overall pick what do you think they're going to do with that you'd assume i'd assume receiver i'd assume they get but i mean their offensive line is so bad i mean you're not going to get you're not going to get penne sewell at six you're right but and i would say to me i think Devonte smith and jamar chase are probably on i'd say they're pretty close I think you could argue you'd rather have Jamar Chase. Now that national championship game might make it a bit tough to argue Jamar Chase over Devontae Smith right now, but I think, I think you could easily I think you'd easily make that argument. And I know you shouldn't draft off like what the public says or like what Twitter says, but if they were to take Jamar Chase over Devontae Smith at six, if they were both still there, they'd be killed online. They'd be killed everywhere for taking Jamar Chase. Even if you like obviously if he turns out to be the right pick, then obviously not. But considering that they could have Justin Jefferson last year and they took Jalen Rager, I don't think they'd make that same mistake. But again, if you take Smith, I mean, unless they really bolster up that offensive line, it's still not going to matter because Wentz got sacked like 50 times last year and he didn't even play a full season. So, I mean, we'll um, see. Other than Penesul, I'm not too familiar with the offensive line prospects out of this year. Uh, maybe you trade back. Maybe you can get another pick. You can trade down from six to maybe 15. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe the Patriots trade to six or something like that. A team like that, that wants maybe a, yeah. Zach, a Zach Wilson. We'll see. Uh, but if you could get, you know, 15 or something around there for six and then another pick, I don't know exactly where in that range it would be. I'd have to look at like the charts they give for like the, you know, what picks equal what picks or whatever. But, uh, you know, if you can trade down, maybe get an offense alignment around there. That's, that's good. And maybe a wide receiver as well, a second round wide receiver. We'll see what happens, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think wide receiver is a need. I think also offensive line is a need. I would say those are probably the two biggest needs. Uh, you really need to make sure that Wentz has a good, or at least a solid surrounding cast. It can't be as garbage as it has been. It's really, even when they won the Super Bowl, their offensive surrounding cast was not excellent. I mean, they had, I mean, uh, Alshon Jeffrey was not a great wide receiver at that time. Uh, I mean, I don't know. But. Well, I'd say that was Jeffrey's last good year, but Ertz it wasn't even I mean, great. I mean, Ertz they was still really had, good that year. They well, still Jeffrey had a lot was of good though. They still had a lot of even then. They still had the dropping problem. No, yeah, I mean, like Aguilar wasn't great, but I mean, Ertz was really good that year. I mean, obviously, Ertz was Ertz has been the number one wide receiver. You know, counting as a wide yeah. receiver over you know the Wentz years, but yeah, you're right. They didn't have a great offensive weapon, but um, I mean, it was really their defense that. I mean, I know. Like the it was back and forth in the Super Bowl, but their defense was the stronger part of that team. Um, even once having an MVP season, it was really their defense that was really good that year. But um, yeah, it's I mean, it'll be we'll see who will be the head coach for them um, and what they do with the six pick or they trade down, they take Smith. They it, it, they have a lot of stuff to do, and again, they have a lot of issues to address: offensive line and uh, a couple spots defensively. So. Um, and again, it doesn't even seem like Ertz is going to be back. Brandon Graham, they may trade or cut, who's a really good defensive lineman. Um, Fletcher Cox will probably still be there. They have no secondary at all. So, yeah, I mean, they have a lot of issues that they have to address this offseason. But I'd say uh, that's it for the head coaching stuff. We'll probably get an answer on those two positions probably in the next week or two. Um, but, yeah, I we I don't like I don't, I wouldn't say we do a prediction right now because I don't think either of us even have a prediction for who'd want to be these head coaches. So I'd say we just probably just skip that. Yeah, I mean it's just too difficult to predict. I mean you just never know. There's not. Yeah. So I'd say that's it. Um, 
I guess the the one thing that happened uh, in baseball, DJ Mayhew signed with the Yankees, six years, ninety million. Um, I was I'm, I'm I'm a Yankees fan, so I was happy to see that the number was six years for ninety million. Um, I said that I was scared that it was going to be like five years for like a hundred million, which would have been twenty million dollars a year, or even like four for ninety or something like that. That's what I thought it was going to be because he was pushing for five years, which for a player like him, you just assume it'd be twenty million plus, really like twenty to twenty-two million dollars a year. So to get him for six years, ninety million—that's fifteen million dollars a year. That's really like no hit on your um. It's, they don't have a cap in baseball, but they have a luxury tax, which the Yankees aren't trying to go over. Uh, they're, they're trying to get under to the repeater tax, which they've been at you know for the last like 20 years or something like that. So I thought it was a great signing. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be great for all six years, but for the first three to four years, he's going to be great. And then those last two years, it's only $15 million a year. And by the time that comes, it, like $15 million will be like $10 million, you know, just from like inflation and all that. So I thought it was a great contract that they both worked out on. I think it's a solid contract again. I mean, if this was the NHL or if this was, you know, the NFL, it's a different story. I mean, there's like actual caps in that league. So, you know, if it was one of those leagues, it'd be a little bit different, but I mean, the money's cheap. It's probably, it's probably two or three years longer than you would ideally like, but I mean, you're not going to get LeMay. He won a three year, $60 million contract. So or a three-year, like, 50 million. I mean, that's just not going to happen. So I thought six years, 90 million is fine. He's probably only going to be, you know, great for two, good for three or four. He's probably going to be garbage in those last couple of years because he's going to be 36, 37 in those final he's years. He's 32 right now, so it'll be 37, 38. Yeah, I mean... But he could, be a, he could be a bench bat, which that's not the worst thing. I mean, it's no, $15 yeah. million, but like I said, that's going to be more like $10 million by the time yeah. that comes along. Yeah, I mean, so. again, though, it's a, it's a solid contract, so... yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's really the only baseball thing, though. M- MLB, uh, sorry, N- NBA, uh, Harden at his first game as a net. I mean, whatever. I mean, we'll talk about it later. Um, about it. Yeah, I mean, that's really it, though. Uh, we'll be back in the next whenever. Thursday, Friday. Thursday, Friday. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. So, And we'll talk about, we'll make our... I mean, I guess we've kind of already made our predictions, but we'll just talk about the games, the AFC Championship and NFC Championship game. So, yeah, uh, Twitter's social media's in the description. Uh, that's really it, though. Um, yeah, we'll be back Thursday ish.